Hey everybody, this is just a quick announcement to say that slightly different episode to normal and slightly different intro to normal as well because we were talking once again with a very special guest and because we talked for so long I have decided to break the episode down into two maybe three episodes and I figured that we'd start with the more serious bit first so I'm just going to play the intro without the normal shenanigans of the funny bits edited into it and then we'll just get back on strength of the episode and then we'll finish it off uh, quite abruptly and then opening up ready for uh, sort of part two. So bear with us, that'll be coming real soon and hope you enjoy. What up, this is Jason Mewes and you're listening to Nashcast up in this piece. Snooch to the nooch! Welcome to this uh, spooky edition of Nashcast. Not really spooky. Ghost. <laughs> I'm Scott. I am uh, Phantom Sean. Phantom. Oh man, I should. I'm Ghoulie Scott. There we go. Ghoulie. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so yes, this episode came out to you sponsored by Halloween itself. How about that? The only podcast I believe that is. True story. Trademark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. No other podcast can ever use that, ever. Unless they did it before us, like last year or something. Uh, so, yeah, this is. In which an- case, if you didn't say trademark, then tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't, ah, what can you do? So, Halloween, also another um, anniversary for us as well. This is the month of, uh, of Nashcast, isn't it? When we first started that long year ago. Yeah, no, when I was still young and. Had hair, <laughs> and when I had less grey hair in the beard, which yeah. is coming along quite nicely, I might add. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite exciting. It's, it gets me out of bed in the morning because I get to get that excitement so, of like, oh, I've got to go look to see if I've got any more. Do you count them? Um, no, I did the first couple, and I think I've got like four or five now. I stopped after three, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which I didn't notice till the other day because in my job interview, I, I I sort of trimmed it all down, and then I started seeing like a whole handful. And I was like, "Damn, looking good, silver fox." Yeah, nice. Just in time for nice. Halloween. Yeah. Speaking right. of speaking of facial hair. Yes. Just very quick segue. Are you gonna do any of this November stuff? No. Uh, I've always okay. just had the beard thing, and that's good enough for me. So cool, that's fine. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I can raise awareness about cancer just by talking about having had cancer rather than just having the whole tash thing. So cool. I'm just, I just, I would be interested to see you just with a tash. Uh, last time I did that, uh, it didn't really work out too well. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't suit me at all. So well, I don't see it, but you nothing. should probably just not go like speak to kids when you're like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's my issue, obviously. Yeah. Well, no, I um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm a big uh, supporter of the whole thing if people want to do it, but uh, I'm like, you know, if you've got a beard, you don't really have to do it. It's kind of like a, a get out of jail free card. But for me specifically, it's either. All beard or nothing at all, you know. Half I don't do half measures. Or, half, uh, half, 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 half. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this special episode of Nashcast coming at these people, not live but uh, edited heavily. We've got a special guest. So we do, yes, we do. So should we 
Should we go ahead and just jump into it? Yeah, let's call let's call that person in. I'm here. Hey. Hi, Jamie. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks. We are doing great. Well, okay, I'm doing great. <laughs> Sean's having technical issues, but yeah, uh, you're yeah. doing well. <laughs> there we go. We're all good. Yeah. Uh, happy. Oh, there ha you go. Yay. <laughs> happy Halloween, by the way. Happy Halloween. This yeah. is my favorite holiday. Yeah, it's, it's my, it's the only holiday that I recognize. So it's, it's quite an exciting time of year. I think it's funny seeing everybody getting dressed up and excited. Uh, although, That's what I like about it. Yeah. I like seeing all the costumes, kids, adults. I don't care. <laughs> I like getting dressed up. I didn't get, I didn't wear anything this year, but I like getting dressed up. I had too much to do this week. <laughs> yeah. You have been pretty busy. I know that. Yes. You can do it tomorrow. Yeah. Have a dress up day for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do have some leftover costumes from previous Halloweens in my closet still. So technically, I could have put one of them on. But I feel like we failed. I, uh, I feel like we failed. It didn't there, seem we... appropriate for what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Although Sean, epic fell on our side because I, I feel we could have dressed up, seeing as we're the ones here looking at each other, and it is Halloween after all. So we lose. Again. I can only convincingly yeah, pull off one costume now. <laughs> What yeah. costume's that? The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah. You can pull off other costumes if you tried. <laughs> You're both wearing black. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, man. Well, mine's mine's a mine's a skull T-shirt made of kittens, because all right, you know. Well, that's very Halloween. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sponsored by Loot Crate. Ah, <laughs> yes, Loot Crate. Good times. Yeah. I was just looking at Nerd Crate the other day because they had they said this month's uh was gonna have an Assassin's Creed uh item guaranteed in it, and I was just like, I can't sign up. No, uh, you're you're a fan of the Assassin's Creed series? Yes, yes. It's it's one of the only games that I will actually take time <laughs> out of my life to play. <laughs> oh, it's one I of the few relax. that Sean plays as well. So isn't it, Sean? Yeah. I I I used to be a really big time gamer both PC and on my PlayStation. But um over the last couple of years things have just gotten way out of control, hectic. So wow. uh can't devote that as much time as I like to gaming, especially cuz I like TV more. So Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a saying. choice. It's a choice, you know, yeah. TV, gaming. What do I do? I struggle. I think you can only devote you yourself right to so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I struggle I, with it but every day. Assassin's Creed, I will end up. Uh, I, I I do take time to play that when the new games come out. Wow, the things we learn. And I do all the side missions, and <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to see. You wouldn't want to see my <laughs> Steam record of hours for Assassin's Creed games played. Well, it's uh, we learn something new every time we end up talking to you. It seems. Yeah, so I'm it's... a very interesting person. <laughs> Absolutely. Well. Um, uh, long story short, just to cut to it quickly, thanks again for uh, coming back to uh, to talk to us about stuff. Um, we, I'm sure we'll get back into gaming stuff in a bit. We thought yep. about, uh, seeing as last time, seeing as we had so much fun talking about gaming and stuff, and we never actually got around to talking about the Wayne Foundation. And yes. I, got, I got thinking, well, that is obviously quite a big uh, focus point in your life, and we should probably touch on that a little bit. And because of all the other podcasts you've done and what you said last time, you do so many other or you've mentioned it on so many other podcasts and talked about it left right and center we thought let's do i don't know have a long it takes but maybe i don't know 10 15 minutes about wayne foundation what you guys have been doing That's this fine. week or something and then because we've got a couple of questions for you as well and then we'll get into the uh 
the lighter side of the podcast of TV yeah, shows and, and stuff. you know, the, to be honest, I can keep it pretty. The Wayne Foundation stuff, I can still keep it pretty light by talking about what we're going to be doing with this new uh, center. So um, we don't have to talk so much about what it is as yeah. to what what we're doing. Okay. What is I guess what is the Wayne Foundation is the first question. Uh, the Wayne Foundation is a nonprofit organization in the US that I founded 5 years ago with filmmaker Kevin Smith. Uh we talked about it very briefly the last time you had me on your show and um I will tell you a little bit more about it now that you've been kind enough to have me back. Um, our organization looks to, number one, our mission is to spread awareness of what's called domestic minor sexual trafficking, uh, which is, for lack of a better term, child prostitution, um, and uh, commercial sexual, sexual exploitation of children, which includes sexual trafficking, um, but also as well as um, child pornography, um, arranged child marriages, things of that nature, um, anything that exploits a child sexually um, for money, uh, for monetary gain. Um, so we've we spread awareness of that, that this is something that's occurring um, all over the world, but um, we focus on the United States because the United States has a tendency to be um, a little naive um, about the fact that this is occurring, not so much now as when we first started, the last couple of years, the media has really kind of picked up on it, um, especially the fact that the majority of victims are um, what are called domestic minors. Um, it's not people being brought here from other countries. It's our own kids. Or it's, it's American citizens that are being trafficked by other American citizens. And that really breaks the stereotype in what most Americans imagine um, human trafficking to be. So um, that's our main focus is to just make people aware of the fact that it's occurring at all. And the reason I do this is because I am a survivor of sexual trafficking when I was uh, 14 years old. So that's also sad. That's terrible. But the good thing is, is that after all these years of um, raising money, we can now we are now working on our vision, our our vision uh, goal is to provide services to um, to victims that have been exposed to any kind of commercial sexual exp- uh, abuse. Um, specifically, we are looking to help um, teenage girls. Um, so right now, I am in the middle of uh, remodeling a, a facility that will become um, our our major source of operation where we're going to provide um, uh, really more of like a home away from home. Not, it's not like, it's not really, um, it's, it's an office building, but I'm trying to reconvert it into a house. It, you know, um, we don't, we're not going to provide long-term care or anything like that. It would still run like with standard office hours. Um, but the services that we're, I'm looking to provide are more to just uh, be supportive and empowering uh, for these kids because a lot of them lack very basic needs. Um, that, you know, so 
some of the things that we're looking to do is uh, we're installing having a kitchen installed so that we can provide meals. Um, yeah. We're having a shower installed um, in the bathroom, so that or actually in a separate room from the bathroom, so that the bathroom's not occupied. Um, so that if they haven't had a shower, um, it is available to them. Um, clean clothes and shoes. Um, we're gonna have. Um, internet access, secured internet access so that they can use the computer if they need to use the computer. Um, but also, um, things that you wouldn't think normally think of that would victim services would provide, um, things like, um, entertainment, like having a TV to sit and watch a, like a living, one of the offices, um, converting into a living room. Basically the way the office is going to be set up is when you walk in, it's, it's set up like a regular office with a receptionist desk. And, but each of the individual offices are being converted to be rooms that you would find in a normal home. Um, so I, or at least most of the office spaces, we're using some of the office spaces, real offices. Yeah. <laughs> I, kind of like this a, is still a business technically. Yeah. Um, so, um, but a safe haven. Like a, but, a safe haven for yeah. people to Yeah. Go, yeah. Just it's just a to. place that like, it's kind of, well, um, it's kind of like a youth development, it kind of, I guess you could call it like a youth development program, except it takes it a step further that once these kids, cause the first thing that you have to do with these kids is build trust. And that's, this, it, it's, that's like that with anybody working in youth development like boys and girls club of america or, or um uh girls incorporated whatever there's a lot of like after school programs and stuff like that that are used to, that uh, it's kind of the same thing except we take that a step further once that trust and relationship has been established um we are going to seek out um if the victim and as long as they're uh guardian allows for it if they would allow us to provide psychological services educational service uh, educational services assistance with you know tutoring ged whatever their circumstances might be um uh just a, it, i mean it's just it's going to be a really expansive program considering that it's just dated it's just for a day-to-day -day program our original goal was to provide long-term care and that's what i originally stated um in our mission statement and on my on our podcast with kevin smith the mm. first one that i did with him is that we were looking to do long-term care but after a lot of research into how much it costs and how much the charity actually takes in it's really not feasible at this time to provide long-term care into because you you're literally taking these kids into your own into your custody Sure. You're taking them from the state and taking them into your own custody. So it's something that costs a lot, not only just costs a lot of money, but it, it, um, it's a lot of red tape. It's a lot of, um, uh, state interaction. So, um, and which I'm not, I, I'm not opposed to it. It's not that it's the, you know, that idea is not down the tubes at all. It's just, it's something that we have to recognize that we're not capable of right now. There's yeah. no, I mean, just, just the um, number of employees that we would have to employ in order to do something like that, um, we couldn't even afford the payroll for yearly for that, yeah. you know. So this is something that, to me, it allows us to meet our vision of, of providing services to victims. It's just they can't stay the night. But I'm also um, uh, the um, the location is not far from my home, so I'm also going to make myself available 24 hours a day in case of emergency. I'm making myself available to um, 
police agencies in case they have an actual human trafficking bust and they have a victim there and they're not sure what to do. I, I'm going to work as a victim advocate as well as um, uh, a victim ask, uh, a victim advocate for um, a, uh, within the hospitals. If they have any um, victims that need to come in and have examinations, I can be there with them because I've been through that and I understand what they're going to ask them to do. And it can be very, very invasive. So um, it can be helpful to have someone there with you. Mm. Um, so it's like I said, there's just a lot of things that I individually can do. Um, we're looking to start an internship program with a local college so um, to help um, uh, social workers getting ready to graduate. Um, and that'll help us keep our costs down a little bit. So it's a it's a pretty intricate program, and I'm going to be able to um, uh, definitely talk more about this, but um, publish more publish actually publish information about this um, it, once our reconstruction gets done. But I want to get that out of the way because we've got about I'd say we've got about two months worth of remodeling to do on this office. Whoa. It hasn't <laughs> this office is it's been it's 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 been owned and it's been kept kept up and everything but it hasn't actually been occupied in like five years so i'm um, having to just re uh re uh, revision it so um that's what we do and that's what we raise money for um is for these services that's what for the last five years you know people have been asking me repeatedly i have uh, so I have a couple of trolls out there on Twitter. They they like ask me, "What do you do with the money? Where does the money go? It goes <laughs> into course. a bank account. It goes yeah. into a bank account, and it sat there, and it sat there, and it sat there, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew for five years. And we finally decided, hey, not only do we have enough money to start a program, but even if the program fails and it doesn't work out, we won't bankrupt ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good financial planning. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. So um. Uh, yeah, we are we are in a in a good position financially right now, um, but we have to have the donations still coming in. We're definitely going to be at a point in the next few months where we can take donations either from um, like purchases made online. Um, I know like Target does wish lists and stuff like you know how you can have like a gift registry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to outfit this place, uh, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, people have the ability to, if they want to, they want to buy silverware for us, or if they want to buy, you know, a TV for us, yeah. you know, stuff like that. That would be cool. Um, also, we take physical donations. Although I'm really not looking to outfit this place with um, a lot of used stuff because kids pick up on that. One of the things I'm I'm basing a lot of this my ideas on are actually personal experiences with. Um, youth development programs, youth shelters, things of that nature. In my own experience as a kid, what uh, what did work for me and what didn't work for me, what, what made me feel uncomfortable, what made me feel comfortable. And one of the things that always made me feel uncomfortable is walking into a place where it's obvious, like, and it's no offense against these places, but it's obvious that it's been filled with very harshly used items. <laughs> you uh, know, yeah, so cuz and you don't want these kids to feel like, you know, they're secondhand or that they're junk, you know, that you know, and that's all that they deserve. Um so I want this to look new and fresh and I want them to see that, you know, the you know, the couch that they're sitting on wasn't sat on by 400 people before them. 
you know, stuff sure. like little things like that, just little tiny psychological things that'll help um, boost the, the whole trust factor. Oh, um, I also like the way that this office is set up so that we can have it really set up as like a free room situation where um, basically how we have it positioned, these kids could freely roam the offices and we can monitor what they're doing without actually having to be on top of them, like sitting behind them, watching what they're doing all the time. Hmm. We can just kind of keep an eye on them, but allow them to have their own interactions or and do uh, what they want to be doing. You know what I mean? Do you, mm. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes complete sense. It, we don't have to be babysitters, I guess. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're there, we're a presence, and we're definitely there to be supportive if they need it. But if they just want a place just to come hang out and watch TV for a few hours after school, or a place to come do their homework, or they need a tutor, or whatever, or their mom or dad works two jobs and they don't have a hot meal at the end of the day, and we do. You know, it, it's just little things like that. Hopefully that helps put them on the right path to um, uh, mental health recovery and making sure that post-traumatic stress doesn't set in. It's just that a lot of these kids are not supported so uh, emotionally. So um, there's a reason why they were able to end up in this situation to begin with. And it's generally because it's uh, children that are vulnerable there's a mis uh, a big misinterpretation, especially because of that movie Taken. As much as I love Taken and Liam Neeson, it 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 taught people that human trafficking, sexual trafficking of children, um, is kidnapping, and that's really rare. It's so much easier just to convince a kid that or a teenager that you love her, you know, that you're her boyfriend. Yeah. You know, it's just that the manipulative being manipulative emotionally is so much more easier than physically removing a child from their home and having the child look for having to keep it. You know, it's just that the child could run away this way. You know, if you use coercion, especially if they get, you know, if police get involved or their parents get involved and some they find out that the sexual trafficking has been occurring somebody finds out about it they're less likely to talk about who it is that is abusing them because yeah. there's an emotional relationship there um so it's our job to kind of provide something else you mm. know somebody else who gives a crap about that yeah, yeah. and we really do i i do i i, I it's so funny that it's, it's kind of like you ever hear mothers talk about um seeing and knowing their children before they're born mm. like uh, in their own minds, yeah. um, I can see the kids that I want to help. And I don't care if we spend seven, like $75,000 this year helping one kid. Yeah. I, I really don't care. Yeah, you still Yeah, the likelihood of it is not going to be one kid at all. I've hmm. done the statistics locally. Um, and spoke with a lot of other service providers around the area that provide services to adults. Um, that's what one of the areas that's very needed is services that are geared specifically towards teenagers. Um, because there are a lot of hard, well, I mean, just the teenage girls are not that pleasant to deal with to begin with. Yeah. So, um, adding, um, the severe abuse on top of it, 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 I, I remember myself at that age and I was I was crazy. I was wild. And I just needed somebody to care about me. And that's the way why I acted the way I did is because I didn't feel like anybody cared 
and anybody gave a crap. So I guess hmm. this is where it's all coming from for me. So like I said, um, a, a lot more information is going to be made available. Um, I, uh, I, I know this is kind of a bummer of a topic, so I won't keep going on about this anymore. But I really appreciate your guys' support in trying to spread the word about what we're doing. And um, this because this has now become my life's work, um, literally, from beginning to end. So um, I appreciate all of our supporters out there who have already donated. And anybody who's listening now that wants to donate, you can go to our website, waynefdn.org slash donate. Or just Google us, Wayne Foundation. We're the only yeah. legal nonprofit in the U.S. called the Wayne Foundation. Oh, oh, thank wow. you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter too. Yes. The just... Wayne FDN. Yeah. And I got to say, I, I, I saw um, uh, a picture you put up on Twitter the other day of the uh, the, the painting so far. It's looking good. I got to say. Um, yes. I've been made fun of a little bit for the color, but they don't seem to understand. Number one, I'm taking a picture with an iPad. Um, yeah. There's no flash on an iPad. <laughs> um, and number two, that was just the first coat, um, and I'm putting it on white. So it's going to look very um, mint. It has a very mint green coat. Somebody actually he, somebody made a comment, and it broke my heart. Somebody wrote me, sis, it looks like a kid jail. And I'm just oh. like, oh, my God, that's the worst thing <laughs> opposite of what i was trying to do <laughs> no that cool. no uh, I, i'm taking it with a grain of salt though because yeah. there's um i have stencils that have to go up um it, it's a it, the only reason i'm taking pictures as i go is just to show the work in progress that it mm. is happening that it is yeah. real oh, um, I, I like the to color. stop the stop any possible detractors um hmm. yeah but it's, it's it really nice, very nice to and see. it's also it's also it's also very hard work because it's just me although it's very very kind i've had a lot of people say oh i want to volunteer to help but it's no uh, you're so far away um, <laughs> you know um, I, I, I i like the color i think it looks good um i like the color too yeah. and actually it's real like i said the the pictures are not an exact representation i'm gonna go in there with an actual camera that has a flash eventually and take pictures but i've just been bringing my ipad to listen to podcasts and music and stuff <laughs> while i'm working because painting is a long boring job oh yeah um so um i like I said, the camera on the iPad is not exactly the best, and I wouldn't say that it's an exact color representation. But I was a little surprised at a little bit of the backlash I got of my color choice. I guess it, um, uh, it, people yeah. are really are very particular about aesthetic. So, some people are harsh critics when it comes to painting, I guess. Well, I guess they feel like this since they donated, <laughs> yeah. they have a right to tell me what color they think it should be yeah. painted. So. Well, ultimately... Actually, I will explain my choice of color of the green. Uh, the green color specifically is um, you familiar with the term green room? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, the reason it's the green room where the actors or the entertainers would wait uh, before they would go on stage is because it used to be and sometimes still is. Uh, literally painted green. Um, hmm. Green is um, acknowledged uh, to be psychologically calming and to relieve anxiety. Um, it's also considered to be a very welcoming and inviting color, um, and it represents uh, rebirth and new life and growth um, subconsciously within human beings because green represents um, plants and 
like I said, life and growth and stuff. So um, there's a reason I picked that color, and there's a reason I'm picking all of the colors for all of the rooms. You know, I've, yeah. it, this is, was not just me walking into Home Depot and – Shout out to Home Depot for the tax exemption. Uh, very, very nice of them, and they made it very easy. I have now made about 17 trips to Home Depot. <laughs> Luckily, they are not far from where we're at. So That's thank bad. goodness for that one. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I'm doing this by myself. I, 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 I recognize that I could have paid a crew of painters to come in and do this all for me. But um, I'm already going to have to pay certain people to do work on, on the building anyway. So I might as well save money where I can. So that's what keeps us sustainable. Yeah. So, um, and we're not looking to open until the first of the year anyway. That's the goal is to open at the first of the year. Um, I mean, we've got the building for at least for at least a year, but, um, so we have, we have all the time in the world, but the goal is the first of the year. So I figure with, uh, three months or so that I've been working, you know, that I've had until the first of the year since we started this this new project. Um, I figured there was enough time. It's sixteen hundred square feet, so I figured there was enough time for me to paint that much that is, um, by myself. Like when you said I'm, earlier on, there's a hell of a lot of painting to do. I was thinking, yeah, I'm trying to visualize is. it now that you've said sixteen hundred square feet. I'm so not envious of you at all. That's a lot. Well, of yeah, that and uh, that and um, it's 1,600 square feet, and I had to put a second coat on this one. I'm ho- now. I'm I'm learning from my mistakes because I'm not a painter. Although by the end of this, I will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, qualified and everything. Yeah. Oh, I, I, the, the Wayne Foundation has qualified me for so many jobs that I was no longer. I was not qualified before before I started this. Yeah. Webmaster. That's one of them. Um, <laughs> We're still trying to yeah. work on that one. Uh, I, I wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to publicly state to anybody because I'm getting emails about this. Anybody who's signed up for, um, we have a subscription service where you can donate ten dollars a month, and like with um, PBS and public uh, public broadcasting and all that, um, we and World Wildlife Fund and all those other charities, we give a gift for people who do a renewable subscription, renewable donation. Um, but that. Uh, our printer has been um, way off of their ball lately, <laughs> oh, and dear. we have uh, we've been waiting a very long time for uh, not only um, the uh, tote bags that we send out, but um, also the T-shirts that we saw. We had to remove the um, T-shirts from our website because I can't fulfill orders. Oh. Um, so um, anybody uh, anybody who's waiting for membership, because there's about a, I don't know, a good hundred people out there who's waiting for um, membership bags. They are coming eventually, come and soon. please, please remember that it states very clearly on the website that it is a gift yeah. from me to you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm this is not out. a purchase. <laughs> this is your your ten dollar donation is not a purchase of this bag of gifts. So yeah, um, on, on behalf of reminder of that. <laughs> on behalf uh, of no, myself I, I, and all I, the I other got people emails out about there. that, and I, I don't know how to respond to them because I don't want to be rude about it. But at the same time, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm just like, it clearly says that this is a gift. This is not something that's like guaranteed. I should put. It, I, I actually do have a disclaimer on there that it takes like four to six weeks, but oh. or six to eight weeks. Um. I, but be it's honest, been a I little bit longer than it's been a little bit longer than that for some people. I, I completely missed that because I signed up to that thingy and I didn't even see that there was there was a gift. Not that I did it for a gift. 
no, no, no. Um, I understand. A lot of people, no, I know a lot of people don't do it for the gift, but I actually, I think it's actually not the stuff that people seem to be really after is they want the team certificate that, um, I send out. They want to be able to put that on their wall, which I totally understand. And I get, and I, I actually thought about just sending those because I have those and I can, I can make those and I can send those out. But I don't want to get confused about who's received what. So I'm, and our printer, our order is coming. Like it's like on its way. So yeah. I'd rather just get everything together and send it all at one time because yeah, I'm now imagining having to do 1,600 square feet of painting and send 100 <laughs> membership bags out. Off a broken printer. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Well, what's and then I space? get to do the final books for the end of the year and. It's, it sounds like you're going to be really busy. Yeah. Tweet for the Wayne Foundation and podcast with you guys. Yeah, I appreciate your time, by uh, the way. <laughs> watch TV. I watch, actually, that's why I, I, I don't sleep because that's the only time I can watch TV. Yeah, I remember you, I remember last time we were recording, you were saying that you, you're always doing something that the only time you must be tweeting is when you're sleeping. So. Yes. Well, that's, that's uh, of course, that's when I should yeah. be tweeting is when I'm sleeping because that's when I have my best ideas. Yeah. I got, um, I don't know, uh, Sean, uh, Sean, how many questions have you got about this? I, I've, I... I've actually, most most were answered. Yeah, but I, okay, I, I do have, oh, okay. <laughs> I do have, I do have one very quick question though. Yes. Um, on on the website there is a um gold star exchange participants thingy yeah from gold yeah what is that exactly well what it is you know how like um there's all these different review sites out there um you can review restaurants you can review all sorts of businesses well, guidestar.org reviews all organizations that are in the IRS database. There's a database um, that you can look up um, nonprofits in. And so what they do is they're tied into this database, and the database gets updated every couple of months by the IRS with new information. Um, they they uh, allow people to it, it's a it's a multifaceted review of a charity and what they're looking for is transparency how transparent is the charity how like how much information do you allow the public to see we are gold rated because we are considered completely transparent everything right. that we do is not only of public record but we publish it on our website and we publish it on guidestar specifically um our financial information and our um audited uh, financial records that's done by a third party um auditor um that's really really important because that's somebody who is not associated with the charity looking at our bookkeeping and saying everything they're saying is legit this is where the money went this is where the money didn't go you know cool. so um yeah. guidestar does that rating um it, like i said it's multifaceted they look at several different things the the charity really is the one that has to get in there and make themselves transparent the the or the organization doesn't really do it for you you kind of have to take it upon yourself to do it 
Um, but one of the things that they're hooked up, one of the companies that they're hooked up with is another website called, um, and this is something that I'm going to recommend everybody, please, please do this because it's so helpful to us. Um, they're hooked up with another website called greatnonprofits.org. Um, okay. And actually from the, from the GuideStar site, you can link into it. It's um, what it is. It's a review site of charities where people can write in reviews about their experiences with the charity. They can identify who they are, whether they're just an interested party, a volunteer, an employee, a board member, whoever. They identify who they are. They rate it on a scale of um, zero to five stars, just like you can with like movies and stuff, mm. other and restaurants and thing, all, all, all the review sites out there. God knows there's every yeah. kind of review site ever imaginable. Um, this one in particular, though, is very helpful to us because um, it shows people that there is support behind our organization and that we are a good organization that does what we say, that you're, that you as donors or supporters or team members, as I like to call them, um, are, are, are experiencing, um, good, having good experiences with us as a charity that you see that um, for example, someone who's been donating over the years can now say, hey, they've been claiming for years that they were going to provide victim services. Now they're they're in the middle of trying to do that. So obviously they're keeping in line with what their vision was. So um, and it's free. You can um, I believe you can log in with just your Facebook. I think you can just it's one of those where you can just click use my Facebook credentials and you can leave a message, you can leave a rating. Um, but uh, it's one of those things that, especially if you can't afford to donate any money or services or goods, um, that's a really great, quick, easy way for you to be supportive of the Wayne Foundation. Um, and uh, like I said, you get, it just if you go on great nonprofits, you can just search the Wayne Foundation. You can go through our GuideStar report. It's on there. There's a link there um i believe there's a link on our website somewhere don't ask me where <laughs> i'm just the webmaster <laughs> i am looking at it um now it seems, um, it seems pretty straightforward if you um that being said i'm terrible when it comes to these sort of things sean you look it up but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it's just uh but like i said it's uh, i really appreciate people like you guys <clears throat> you guys originally reached out to me to talk about the wayne foundation and that's and that's why we came together <coughs> originally and yeah. we instead talked about movies which i and, and tv which i greatly enjoyed so um <laughs> yeah. I, I i was apt to come back because i wanted to i did want to talk about the wayne foundation sure but i wanted to update cool. i wanted to update people on some of the things that i've watched in the since the last time we spoke <laughs> oh yeah we will cool. i got a um actually well that that being said because i've got a bit of uh, it's only a small one but a, a bit of an origin story now you were talking and i can see on your site here about you said about the uh, the donation thing on ebay and about a year ago or it might have been last november time um you guys had the the thing on Amazon where when people doing their shopping, whatever, they could hit that donate button or whatever. And um, obviously you guys, uh, the Wayne Foundation, would get a cut of that. And I yeah. <laughs> I tried to link that with the Amazon over here because it was Amazon.com was doing that. Amazon.co.uk wasn't. So I was then starting, I then tweeted you a few times about it. 
and uh, we had a bit of a, a, a tweet chat or whatever it's called um, about that to try and get it up and running. And I can't remember if it was you or someone else said that they were actually flying over here to London. So they said that they would set it up when, once they got here. Um, are you going to do a, a similar thing this year or is it? Actually, what it is, is it's not something we're doing. It's something okay. that Amazon does year round. Right. Um, it's a called it's a program called Amazon Smile. And what it is, is all you do. It's very, very simple. You just go to smile dot amazon dot com and now that's for united yep. people in the united states unfortunately the uk does not provide does not participate in amazon smile ah, so good. now they uh, now whether they have their own programs over there or not i'm not sure um i haven't been made aware of any but um we have had we have looked into this several times because we yeah. have a lot of supporters outside of the United States. Cause, and I it think does they... seem that that's one of the few programs that we participate yeah. in that's limited to the U.S. But what it is, is if well, you go to smile.amazon.com, you order you, – you, you, what you do is you make the Wayne Foundation your charity of choice. Yeah. And every time you go to shop on Amazon, instead of going to amazon.com – you go to smile.amazon.com, and it looks exactly the same as the regular regular Amazon site. All the same things are there. Everything for sale is the same exact. It's exactly identical. The only difference of this is that at the end of your when you check out, at the end of your purchase, five percent of your purchase is donated by Amazon to hmm. our charity. Hmm. So it doesn't come out of your pocket, and yeah. it's the stuff that you would be buying anyway. It's just it, it's getting Amazon to give us the five percent, and what they do is they give us a payment once a quarter. And we've been um, for for it being of only five percent. When you think about that logically, that's you know it's a very small amount of money. Um, when somebody's making a, a twenty or thirty dollar purchase, we're obviously not making buku bucks off of this. But we've been making every quarter. We've been getting a couple hundred dollars from Amazon um, every quarter. So when you think that's about cool. that, it's only five percent of purchases. That's that's you know like four thousand dollars every three months getting spent by people yeah. that um, support the Wayne Foundation in the United States. So that's really really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, well, the reason I like the program is because it doesn't cost anybody any extra money. We also participate in a um, program with um, eBay, which is available in the UK, um, where you can make us your favorite charity. And whenever you buy or sell, you'll be prompted to give us a very small portion of hmm. your sale or your purchase. You can either donate a dollar upon per upon purchasing something or you can um, – um, you can put your auctions up and give us um, between 10 and all the way up to 100% of the um, sale price. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, so I, yeah, we're we're hooked up with we're hooked up with both of them, and they've been all both been very very generous to us over the years, especially eBay. Um, nice. We we just um, eBay just raised twenty two thousand dollars for us on their Whoa. website in one week. Wow. In one week. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well done. That's yeah. Well, that was one of the reasons why we went out, we were able to go ahead with victim services to yeah. go ahead and get started up um, was wow. because we got that big lump sum payment. Um, and then on top of it, um, Kevin donated um, a bunch of 
uh, props and costumes from his film Zack and Miri. And um, we auctioned them the week that they were raising money for us. um, And that raised about $4,500. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah, so in one week we we uh, we raised about twenty seven thousand dollars just on eBay. That's not including all the other stuff that we do. So now that's a one off thing, guys. Don't think that that's yeah. common. <laughs> Trust me. That day I was running around my house like crazy, like it was a party up in here. Just like, oh my god, you never believe I got the total. <laughs> uh, well, they had told us. I mean, this uh, we. I mean, we had been planning it for months because um, we've been working with ebay for a really long time and it's it's what they do is they um they support two charities um at a time um they'll uh, they will promote these charities to every single person who makes a purchase on ebay that week Mm. so um uh, they're prompted at the end to donate a dollar and that's it just a dollar yeah and um they i was i was uh, preempted that the charities with like the cuddlier stuff did better, but that the um, range was like between fifteen and twenty five thousand um, dollars that gets raised by any individual charity at a time um, was their history. So, but they 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 couldn't give me any more specifics than that until the actual week happened and we got the final total. And like I said, they told me, you know, like, they, you know, animal, you know, fuzzy animals and stuff. They they're the ones that make a lot of money, you know. So I'm just sitting there thinking like sexual trafficking of children. Not sure how that's going to play. <laughs> um, yeah. Might go well, might not. Um, so obviously it did touch a few um, heartstrings. We were on the upper end of that estimate at $22,000. We were on the way upper end of that estimate. So I'm very appreciative to everybody who on eBay decided to donate a dollar that week. Um, and definitely appreciative of eBay for doing that. But yeah, we get, we, we get a lot of, um, we get a lot of random happenstances like that, but there, it's not anything that we can rely on yeah, you know sure. it it the, especially with the the kevin smith connection it open it kind of opens the door to that uh to those things happening but um as he points out um i'm the one who does all the work yeah, <laughs> yeah. he said that to me the other day and it just it kind of made me blush um <laughs> uh, anyway but it's true uh, yeah it's true Definitely. Well, it is true, but I always, I always refer back to, you know, number one, it was his idea. Um, yeah. I, this was totally not my idea; it was his. Um, but also that he believed in me way before I ever believed in myself, and I think when you experience that with a person, you can't help but give them a certain amount of credit. Yeah. You know, even if he isn't involved in the day-to-day activities, he's just involved in board votes and a fit, you know me randomly talking about what you know what we're up to and what we're doing or what i need him to help me promote you know um other than that you know so um i'll always have a great appreciation for everything he's helped us with you know it's um well i guess it's a situation that any any charity would would give anything to be in you know to have a, a celebrities not only um, supporting your cause, but also 
saying, well, I'm not going to support any other causes besides this one. This is going to be my cause. This yeah. is going to be my charity. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The only other person I'm, je- I'm slightly jealous of is Aaron Paul's wife. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, he just, uh, I'm never going to get over how much that. money he's helped her raise in the last few years. <laughs> I've watched it happen because we both follow each other on Twitter, so I've watched it happen live. And trust me, when I'm when I'm uh, scrambling to to raise, you know, uh, you know, enough money to have like fifty or seventy-five thousand dollar a year budget, they raise a million dollars in one night. <laughs> you know, and I've been raising money for five years. So I mean, pace to know who you know, right? I, even even I have envious moments, but yeah. um, no. But ke- having Kevin's um, support has really been what uh, what I always say is he opens the door, and I'm the one that gets people to stay. I'm the one, you know, I'm the one that gets people to actually put the money up. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, because uh, like you said, you know, if he's had a charity and it was to, you know, make to make sure that zebras had their stripes removed, you know, I'm sure that not everybody would get behind that. <laughs> or a charity to turn Justin Long into a walrus. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I must say for the for the uh, for the the short time that I've been aware of the foundation and and. Uh, following what's going on um you do an awesome job absolutely oh well yeah, I thank you that. yeah it's um uh, if only we could do more i was just thinking we should do uh we should we should do a promo thing for that amazon smile thing smile was it smile.amazon.com yeah I, it's I, um yeah. smile.amazon.com yeah, yeah i actually do. i went on it yeah and went on the other day i haven't i haven't shopped on amazon in I don't know a year, or probably since last Christmas. So it's the same time last yeah, year. Yeah, that's. I think that's when we all shop on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, yeah, uh, I happened to be on the on the Wayne Foundation website, saw that, went into it, and I was like, oh, this is really easy. I can just use my account, and I spent about twenty five minutes trying to order something, and every every item that I selected said, so we did not ship to the UK. Ah. Oh. And then I, it finally clicked. <laughs> it finally clicked after half an hour. I thought, oh, this yeah, unfortunately, this is not going to work, but. Um, because it's not supported in the UK, um, but I gave my all. <laughs> I do appreciate that, and I do appreciate you explaining how easy it is for the people who are in the United States, yeah, and it can ship to them. Yeah, it, um, it's dead simple. It, just use your regular Amazon account. Go on yeah, to the Wayne Foundation us, and just click on yeah, that. Yeah, once you save us as a charity, as long as you go to the as long as you go to the smile.amazon.com, it saves us, so you don't have to you know type us in every time. You just do it the very first time. Say you log into your account. You say, "Hey, I want the Wayne Foundation to be my charity." And then when you go to buy stuff, instead of going to Amazon.com, you just go to Smile.Amazon.com. Yeah. Like I said, this site looks like a duplicate of the regular Amazon site. Yeah. It's exactly the same. There's no difference whatsoever. It's just those purchases are the only ones that are registered as um, qualified purchases to get the donation. Hmm. Okay. And to make it even easier for yourself, you can just save that in your favorites as Amazon. Just Amazon. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll yeah. never get confused. You just hit on or, it. Or actually, are. if you're an Amazon, because I know some people out there like to buy a lot on Amazon. Um, if you are an Amazon purchaser, just have it in your web browser. I know for me, I don't use my um, bookmarks very much, um, but I do use my history a lot because I don't clear my cash out. 
Um, <laughs> Who does? Uh, I, uh, I I just leave it in my uh, so that when I start typing a website name in, it just automatically comes up. So just type in the word smile when you think of the Wayne Foundation smile. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great that's, slogan. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I got. Um... I'll, I'll make sure to. I'll make sure to embroider that on something. <laughs> yeah. Put on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Sure. If I, I could get them printed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sean, have you got any more questions? Because I've only got one left on that. Um. Before we. Uh, before we move before on. Before we move on, I've yeah. got one. One. One small question, which is just a personal question. Okay. Is, go, um, on, go for it. The. Uh, the. Uh, you could do your. You know, the ten pound a month commitment donation. Become a. Become yeah. a member of the team. Um, I tried to find a way to up that. Is that option available? Um, the um, subscription is $10 a month. Um, I suppose you could sign up for multiple subscriptions, but it's not set up so that you can change the amount. I didn't think many people would go for more than $10 a month, that if they were, they were just going to make lump sum donations. Okay. Um, I would say, like, if you're wanting to donate 20 a month instead of 10 just sign up for two subscriptions. All it is is all it does is it just deducts your PayPal account every yeah. month on the same month. It's just like a recur any other recurring payment program. So if you sign up more than once... Because um, we do have some people that do this because I always check with them that did you mean to sign up twice? No, and right. I'm not sending two packages. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I just thought I'd tell uh, No, no, I, but I always make sure that, you know, anytime, or if I get it, even if I get a donation through PayPal that's um, like a thousand, I, we've had a thousand dollars donated um, over the years, um, probably about a dozen times or so. And every time we get a thousand dollar donation, with the exception a few exceptions, um, I always email the people back and make sure that they didn't mistype that. Yeah. It's just I know I probably shouldn't do that. I probably should just keep the money. But um, <laughs> no, it's good that you. Again, I, it's good no, to it's be just honest. Like, I, I I feel like there's not going to be that many people out there that have a thousand dollars just to donate to charity, especially around. through PayPal. Yeah. So. Um, you know, so uh, yeah. Okay. I always uh, actually I've never had one come back. I, I've only had um, I had one come back. It wasn't for a thousand dollars. We also do um, if you go to um, smodcast.bandcamp.com, um, Kevin did a podcast, um, three part podcast. It's the only podcast he's ever charged for. Um, it's ninety nine cents an episode, and there's three episodes, and it's with um. Um, Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman before they got married. Oh, uh, yeah. This is from uh, about 2011 or so. Okay, cool. And you can pay um, 99 cents a piece for, or, and that's one of those ones where you can change the amount of money that you're paying. So some people pay $5, but I've seen some people pay a lot of money for each podcast just because they are a fan of the people on the podcast, but they also want to support the charity. But I did have one guy one time pay a hundred dollars for each episode, and he had meant to—he uh, had only meant to pay a dollar for each one. And I made sure to get him his money back right away. Yeah, that's that's very nice of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just imagined myself if I had meant to spend three dollars on iTunes and just spent three hundred, I would probably be a little frantic. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. But in this case, it's yeah. all going to a good cause. Uh, well, yeah. that's true. It is going to a good cause, but I also don't want to, you know, 
take people's rent money or anything. <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep donating if they're homeless. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come coming back, I guess. We like sustainability. Yeah. Yeah, they're a peak customers. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, no, they're, they're any other Wayne members. Foundation? Do we got any other Wayne Foundation right, um, questions? Yeah, we're we good to go there. I, um, no, nah, you know what? You I sound can, like you want to ask something. I, I do, but it's like, well, because I um, just ask it. Yeah, well, the just do it. Earlier, <laughs> do it. Yeah, earlier on, you mentioned the whole thing about Taken, the film, in that, and yeah, I've uh, I've come to notice over the many years I've been watching TV and stuff, whenever there's been a, uh, a sexual trafficking thing theme involved in a, either a movie or a TV show or whatever, it tends to normally be like because of a, a Russian mob or Armenians or some sort of European mob somewhere. That's rooted it, in, is that, that is rooted in fact. Yeah, so is that, is that like quite a realistic thing that it is generally just... Yes. Um, uh, now, that was something that was happening way more, I mean, it does happen now, but um, from uh, it was happening way more when the Berlin Wall was still up. All right, um, yeah. Women were being um, transported between Eastern and Western Europe um, and being deceived, being told that they were going to get jobs as like au pairs or uh, nannies, um, cooks, uh, uh, maids. Mm. Um, uh, even modeling jobs for some, uh, um, but they and it all and a lot of that um, happened through um, like Albania. Yeah. Um, um, the Albanians are vi- were really involved in that um, in the transportation. It wasn't so much in the sexual trafficking itself, but in getting the girls from one side to the other. And uh, I'm, I think that there's been a lot of crackdown on that but i won't go as far as saying that it doesn't happen because sexual trafficking happens all over the place and they do use all kinds of tactics um and it's really it it's really a regional thing on what tactics work the best because sexual traffickers there's no there's no definition for a sexual trafficker. Like, I couldn't draw you a picture of what a sexual trafficker looks like. I mentioned that on the podcast with Kevin that I was getting a little irritated with the American media trying to um, constantly paint sexual traffickers as black males. Um, right. Because last I checked, that's not the only people that are uh, involved in sexual trafficking of human beings. Yeah. Um, the people that I, I would say that the only uh, common quality among them around the world is they're people that want to make money Hmm. that's all it boils down to and most people don't really understand that is that it's a business it is a business model there are three black market major black market items sex has been now moved to number two the other two being uh number three being guns number one being drugs (sighs) the problem with guns and drugs in the black market from a business person's standpoint is that supply and demand Hmm. that you have to have a drug a in your hand and to sell it to one person and then that the transactions over you've made your money you have to acquire more drugs same thing with guns you sell guns once to one client you have to acquire more in order to continue to make profits with human beings whether it be labor trafficking or sexual trafficking of any form you pay you 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 pay a certain amount of money either for that person or for that person's upkeep but then you can sell them over and over and over and over again 
some girls are being reported as being prostituted on the streets as up to 30 to 50 times a day. Mm. Um, so you are sustaining the life of one person. So buying their meals, giving them shelter, but you're literally able to resell them over and over and over again for the same one small investment. Whereas with drugs or guns, you have to continually keep your supply up yeah. just like any other business with, with trafficking, your um, product is your property, which is why it's commonly referred to as modern day slavery. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it is. Slavery, but I would it? say so, that I would say that it's more of a regional thing that it, but the, the Eastern European um, whole plot idea um, is, is really rooted in fact um, there. It, 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 like I said, it was a really big thing in the eighties. Um, like, bad like just thousands and thousands and thousands of girls lost um in that manner but and i I won't go as far as saying is it does not happen anymore but i think with the um obviously um with the fall of the ussr and of the eastern Bloc, that that um came down a little bit but the 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 idea of coercion still happens so i don't like i said i don't want to paint a picture that it's the problem's been fixed coercion um uh, of moving a girl from one country to another um asia in particular as well also has this problem um moving people from asia into the middle east um with promises of jobs um it's usually the promises of jobs so um, they've uh, um, India has a huge problem with being um, with women being exported into the Middle East. Um, it, it's just it is an it's an international problem. There's not a single country that doesn't experience this. The United States um, State Department actually puts out a review every year. It's the um, uh, U.S. Um, trafficking in persons report, and they do a review of every single country and their efforts to um, stop human trafficking in all of its forms, and they rate it on a tiered system on how well the country is doing as far as fighting the problem. Um, and mo- and in recent years, the United States did decide to start including itself in there, finally, and uh, because we all kind of pointed out, um, sexual trafficking happens here too. Don't you think it's a little hypocritical for you to be pointing fingers at every other country but not looking at yourself? Um, uh, but we are highly rated just like most modern countries are, um, the UK, Canada, France, you know, they're all rated within the top tier because they have an active approach to fighting human trafficking. Whereas some countries, um, actively don't care. (laughs) Yeah. They, they really don't care because their governments are con- generally controlled by the people that are involved in that kind of nefarious business. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but it's just to point out, it's just like a national, it's like put it, you know, putting you in check kind of national policing thing that Americans love to do. Uh, um, yes, yes. But it does, but it does happen everywhere. It just, it, it's really dependent upon the type of people, what their need is, and how it is that the whole kidnapping idea. That's the only thing that I don't like because, although I will say that kidnapping happens, especially when you start talking about labor trafficking, kidnapping happens a lot. Um, if you talk about like in 
countries like in Africa and South America, um, child soldiers or labor trafficking where they um, will kidnap a child and go force them to work on like um, one of the the two major industries that are under a lot of scrutiny are the cocoa bean farmers um, for chocolate and the coffee farmers um, that they will um, certain certain groups will kidnap children from far away like 40 50 miles and bring them back to where their um, their operation is and because there's no telephones they you know they live in a village or whatever these kids can't get back to their families and they're just stuck there and the parents don't know what happened to them so hmm. that form of kidnapping does happen but when you're talking about sexual trafficking happening in modern in modern countries like the UK and the United States you're really talking more about coercion yeah. you're talking about a person who is convincing uh, somebody uh, to do something that normally they would not come to that conclusion. And that's why children are, are definitely at the highest risk because they are the most vulnerable to be coerced, number one. But also, they, um, it's not something that they would ever, it's not an idea they would ever come up with on their own. So it's not, they, I'm not sure that and this is from a survivor's standpoint, I'm not sure that the girls understand, and boys, I'm going to correct that, girls and boys, understand the teens who are involved in commercial sexual activity understand, number one, that they're being victimized at all. Um, it took me a long time to realize that I was even, that I was being victimized. And yeah. it took even longer for me to realize that it wasn't my fault, that because I didn't say no to anything i said yes to everything and i was mm. what i said i was complicit in my own victimization is my exact words and yeah. um it took a long time and a lot of uh therapy to convince me that that's not true so um that's part of the reason why the wayne foundation exists is because i understand that these kids are really confused even if they get out of the situation mm. that they're in a lot of the times it's not until they become adults that they realize what was really happening to them, yeah. you know, and just how much manipulation was really going on, you know, that this guy isn't in love with you. This guy isn't your friend, whatever, you yeah. know, or girl, you know, there are female traffickers out there. It's not uncommon. Uh, uh, couples, like I said, there is no, there, there's no de defining characteristic of a human trafficker except that they are business people that want to make a lot of money illegally. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, I, I just, because uh, both of you have, have mentioned the film, Taken, the most poignant part of that film for me, the, 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 the exact point that hits me the hardest in the whole thing is the right towards the end when he, he confronts the businessman. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I, can, I understand, you know, what you're doing. I have a daughter myself, but it's just a business. Oh, you know. that's what it is. They 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 hit the nail on the head for that one. Yeah. Um, the auction that where he was going to pay a hundred thousand dollars for virginity or whatever that seemed really far fetched. Um, I don't think anybody would ever go through that much trouble to have sex with a virgin. I think that 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 someone, um, 
like who they portrayed this man to be was he like some kind of sheik or something mm. i think he has access to a lot of virgins yeah i don't yeah, I'm think not, I'm he not sure that one, he would... i don't think he needs one kidnapped from an american kidnapped from france and brought to him um i'm not really sure that the, the just the level of risk i quite that's what i questioned with the plot i'm just like the level of risks that you're talking about, they're just, I know that they're trying to make it seem like that there's this whole underground ring of rich men that are doing this, and there really are, but it's not quite in the entertaining way that they portrayed it. Yeah. You know, like I said, like someone like that guy would have access to, to young virgins very, very easily without having to kidnap and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for them. True. He could just take one yeah i guess that was that, that that was I guess, he lives on a yacht effects. and he's a sheik and those countries are not generally very favorable to women for the most part so it just seems to me that he had better options yeah yeah so and, and that goes back to the reality of sexual trafficking where i keep going back to is that coercion is so much easier because if you kidnap somebody if they run away they're going to tell on you they're going to, you know, there's nothing to keep them from uh, trying to get away and trying to report what's happened to them other than fear. But if you use love, love is so much more of a powerful tool. It's easier to use and it's so much more stronger and long lasting than fear. Yeah. I don't care what people say as far as leadership and stuff as far as being a leader what works better fear or love is a lot of debate about that i've always leaned towards love and i think that sexual trafficking is a perfect example of how powerful love is versus fear yeah yeah i, I agree with that too i think yeah yeah uh, well that okay answers that question so do you guys <laughs> have questions that are now non-Wayne Foundation specific? We do, yeah. <laughs> we do, yeah. Do we? Do you quickly want to just uh, remind everyone who's listening where they can find sure. the Wayne Foundation? Yes, I will mention it and plug my foundation as many times as possible. <laughs> so, well, thank you for inviting me to plug it again. That's you fine. can visit us at waynefdn.org. You can just Google Wayne Foundation, Kevin Smith, Wayne Foundation, It'll all come up. We're the first listing. We have a Google ad, so we should be the very top of your bar under the advertised section. Um, uh, our, our Twitter is the Wayne FDN, and I am at Jamie, J A M I E W A L T O N. Perfect. Thank you. And eBay and Amazon. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that will conclude part one of this podcast interview with Jamie Walton, where she's been talking about the Wayne Foundation. So please, if you have a free minute, go check out the website and uh, the Twitter as well, if you guys use Twitter. And if you can't donate, then maybe just spread the word. Uh, word of mouth, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Bing, I don't know if Bing's a thing, or if that's like a, a Google search thing. I know Sean uses it. Um, any kind of social media you use, maybe give it a go. And but like I said, episode or part two of the, the next interview where we're going to talk about TV shows, when the first episode where she uh, appeared on our show is right around the corner. So um, yeah, please enjoy. And again, all feedback you can send to nashcastpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at nashcastnetwork and Jamie as well. She's at Jamie Walton. So 
please get in touch if you can if you enjoyed the episode for any feedback let us know and maybe TV shows you're going to start doing the regular talk about TV shows let us know what we'll, you know, maybe what you want us to talk about and we'll see you in part two and maybe part three